Hello, it's Amelia here from Undercover Architect. We're kicking off a brand new season, and this isn't only going to be a season of episodes on the podcast, but it's also going to be a season of videos on Undercover Architect's YouTube channel. To be frank with you, I'm a little bit nervous about this season. Why? Well, these are conversations that I've been having with industry colleagues for some time now, but I've not necessarily had them openly with the UA community. And yet I see that I think that they're really necessary conversations for us to start having. For us to start having because it's about your expectations when you go about building and renovating your home and about your goals and the sense of joy that can come that is potentially being damaged or mismanaged by what you might be seeing out there in the television and online world space around renovating and building. I'm going to be keeping it pretty raw and real this season and that's what this season's called, keeping it real. I want to be sharing some pretty frank conversations with you about real life renovating and building and the key things for you to be aware of as you go about your own project so that you can manage not only the fantastic dreams that you have for your home but your expectations and your goals around creating it as well. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Now, before I dive in, this season is brought to you by me and my online course, Manage Your Build. So Manage Your Build is a course that I created with Dwayne Pierce of DPS Constructions. Dwayne is a residential builder and together he and I have probably around 45 years industry experience in residential design and building. And we are passionate about helping homeowners understand better what is involved in the construction part of their building or renovation projects. Far too often we've seen homeowners come unstuck because they've not known what the builders should be doing, who should be on site, what decisions they need to make, what things look like when they're finished, what decisions they need to make in advance, how to properly manage their risk and protect themselves, when payments need to be made, all of these things that can cause huge headaches when you're seeing the dream home that you're building or renovating actually get built on site. We've seen far too often that builders run into cash flow problems and go into liquidation mid-project. They forward charge for their project so a homeowner might have paid for 60 or 70% of their project and only 40 or 50% is complete and the homeowner is then having to find a new builder and is also out of pocket for work that they paid for believing it was completed but it wasn't. It's really great to equip and arm yourself with really good knowledge around what actually happens during the construction part of your project. And so that's what Manage Your Build is all about. It also includes tools and checklists, uh, you know, cheat sheets and information that will really help you navigate the process confidently and help you stay sane throughout. If you wanna check it out, head to manageyourbuild.com.au for more information. As I said, I am a little bit nervous about this season. I have been thinking about this information for, a, for really quite some time now. I have been wanting to share this with you, but the last thing that I would ever want to, I suppose, come across as is, is the architect who doesn't really understand what you're going through. 
I know from the conversations I have with your beautiful UA community that that there's this real feeling around the arrogance and the ego associated with not only architects, but with the building and renovation industry in general, and particularly with industry professionals inside, that, that there's this feeling that they don't really understand what you're going through, that they're very distanced from reality and from the real life situations of spending you know, significant budgets and real-time money and costs. And I have, I've seen firsthand and I've experienced firsthand as well in my own projects just what a poor performing professional or poor performing tradesperson can do to not only your project but to your sense of confidence uh, and your resilience around your project and uh, navigating, navigating your project confidently. And so when I see things happening in the online space and in reality TV about building and renovating, and I find myself yelling at the television, that's not how it should happen. That's not going to work for the homeowner. That's not what really goes on. And then I think, how can I have this conversation with you so that you understand that this is coming from a place where Undercover Architect always comes from, that there's a, you know, my mission is to simplify this journey for you and to help you get it right. I find that out there in the online world and on reality TV, there's this real positioning around anyone can do this. You know, anyone can do this. There's lots of experts out there saying, we didn't know what we were doing. Anyone can do this. We've figured it out. And whilst that can be true in some instances, the thing is, if my feeling is that if anyone could do this, everyone would be doing it. And not everyone is doing it. And still loads of people are getting it wrong. There's still huge headaches, big mistakes being made. All you have to do is to log online into any of the building or renovating forums or the free Facebook groups, and you can see drama after drama, headache after headache. And these aren't just small issues. These are sometimes tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars and years in the making. And so I'm really, I suppose my goal for this season is I want to pull out and extract some of the key things that I see can really have the potential to mislead you, miseducate you when it comes to building and renovating and to really help you, I suppose, focus and unravel what is what are your goals? What are your goals so that you don't get caught up in, I suppose, the machine out there um, of of all of the shoulds and and woulds about how you should be going about renovating your building and what you know what what could you be creating and what 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 would you be like if your home looked like this i suppose so you know i i really I'm really, really passionate about this. You know, as I said, I've had conversations with industry colleagues. We see homeowners coming to us with really, I suppose, mismatched expectations between what they want and what they want to spend on it. And there's this horrible shock that happens when they start to realize just how many nuts and bolts and processes and sequences and people go into making a project happen. And when they've seen it sort of roll out very speedily on television or in somebody's, you know, in, a, in an online platform, it can be a very difficult readjustment uh, and feel quite demoralizing to get back on track with the reality of real life building and renovating. Now, one of the reasons why I see this season as being really important and this conversation is really important is just because what I see family homes mean to the homeowners that are creating them. 
you know, this is something that I'd had an inkling of uh, in my career, but I've really come to see firsthand far more significantly, both through my own projects and through working with the beautiful members of the UA community. There's something that blindsides every single homeowner <laughs> and it it's really comes as a big shock and it doesn't really get discussed very openly. And it's something I've mentioned a few times and got a really strong reaction and support for when I've mentioned it on Undercover Architects platforms around just what our homes mean to us, particularly when we're building or renovating our family homes. There's this, there's this thing that we just don't really understand until we're in the weeds of it about what our family homes actually mean to us, about what is caught up, what is tied up in the process of building or renovating. See, what I see happen for homeowners is they think, okay, I want to make my home more beautiful, bigger, you know, more functional, have extra space, perhaps there's another baby coming or you know that, you know, your kids are growing older and then your family's got different needs or perhaps you might be thinking long term about having, you know, elderly parents move in or or looking at what options you've got or perhaps you're even downsizing and you know you've got kids moving out. All those different life stages might mean and bring on the need for a new build or a renovation. And so the, the beginning of the process can seem quite functional. It can seem quite, I suppose, analytical in terms of what you're seeking to do. But as the emotion comes on board for the journey, what happens is very, very different. And I'm gonna be talking about this in a lot more detail in a future episode, because this for me is the core piece. If I can help you be aware of this, prepare for it, really unravel it, and really then uh, be able to, I suppose, take yourself on the journey through it, then I believe that you will be much better prepared for your renovation or building project overall, and you'll have much greater clarity around what it means for you. There's a few things that happen for people when they're building or renovating their family home, and it's really about this thing of what is tied up in creating our family homes. Now, firstly, I see that it's a really, there's a real emotional attachment that comes from building or renovating our family homes. If you think about, you know, any, you think of, I suppose, about the memories that you have of growing up uh, and the memories that you know your children are creating about growing up, they're generally anchored to a place. And oftentimes that place will be your family home. They may be happy memories, but they may be not so happy memories. They may be a whole range of things, but your home and the family homes that you've been in over, over the years really become the stage and the platform and the container for these emotions and these feelings and these memories that we have. And that can come on board as we start to build or renovate because we're obviously thinking about the fact that whatever we're creating is gonna become the stage, the platform, the container for the future memories that we create. And I see many homeowners really are really passionate about wanting that to be a beautiful place, a beautiful stage and container for those things. And that becoming a real surprise in the pressure that they put on themselves for what they're going to create. The second thing that I see become really prevalent for people as they build or renovate their family homes that perhaps surprises them as well is this sense of status and identity. There's a real, uh, a, a real, I suppose, let me say it this way. I know that I used to work with a Scottish guy and he'd been in Australia for some time. And when he bought his first house in Australia, he was really surprised that so many people wanted to know where it was, how much he paid for it, what he was planning on doing with it. And for him, they were just not conversations that he had back in the UK with people that he worked with or, or knew. For him, it was quite surprising that people felt that they could pry into that information. I think particularly in Australia, I've seen this in America as well 
you know, what we're doing with our homes and what we're able to spend on our homes becomes, I suppose, a reflection of where we're at in our careers, in our lives and uh, in the success metrics that a lot of other people might have for us. Now, they may not be anything that you're worried about in building or renovating your home. You may actually be going deliberately against the grain of worrying about those things. But for some people, it can catch up with them in a quite a surprising way. I see it happen for members of my online group. They're quite concerned about talking publicly about what they might or might be doing Uh, what they might be doing to their homes, what they might be spending on their homes because they get worried about what other people might think about are they they in a better position than other people? Are they in a worse position than other people? Are they spending money on things that other people might think are frivolous? Are they spending money on things that other people might think differently about? So we do unconsciously, I think, have this sense of worrying about these other this this sort of this pegging or this external kind of reference point of the status and the identity around our homes. There's also uh, a third thing that I see happen for homeowners around their family homes in particular, and it's just how much we place in them as a sense of success and achievement of our goals and of the dreams that we have for not only the home that we might be creating, but the, the I suppose, future lifestyle that it will help us lead and what it sets up for us long term um, in terms of our family life overall. And you know, that that thing, there is this great, I have a lot of people tell me when they're building or renovating, they're really looking forward to that sense of achieving something, of having a home that reflects, you know, what they've been able to achieve or accomplish with their lives and of having a home that really, that really, I suppose, reflects the hard work that they've invested in being able to make that happen. And, you know, I think that's fantastic. I think, I think for us to be, you know, striving to be, you know, seeking to achieve goals, I don't have anything, you know, I think that's a lovely human condition. What I see for people though, is that as they start to get on this journey of building and renovating and they're making decisions step by step, that that can very quickly, I suppose, propel and motivate them in ways that means that, Perhaps they're chasing things that aren't, aren't really reflective of them. Perhaps they're chasing things that they believe measure up to other people's success metrics or measure up to other people's what, what, a, what a, I suppose, winning at life or winning at a dream or winning at a goal might look like. And they lose sight of what their metrics of, of success are, what their goals or dreams might be for their home. You know, these are things that I see actually happen for homeowners. I'm not, I'm not just speculating here. I've had really candid conversations with my members about this and really candid conversations with clients about this. It sneaks up on people. It's very, very sneaky. And I think, you know, we're all very aware of social media filters. I know it's something that I talk to my kids a lot about how what you see on social media isn't always what is really happening, that there's, you know, this, this, but if that's what's around us all the time, if there's, if there, if we're, you know, if we're heading on our journey of building and renovating and we're seeking inspiration from these beautiful aspirational images of, you know, beautifully decked out homes and things that always look beautifully finished and perfect and well staged and, you know, these Pinterest worthy images and magazine worthy images. And that's what we're collecting and piecing together as kind of the, the, the style guide or the design inspiration for our own home. Very sneakily, very sneakily, it can start to become and filter in as 
the measure by which our home needs to achieve success, the measure by which we need to be aiming for that we have to have a home that looks like that in order for renovating or building to be worthwhile. And this is the thing, is that whilst you're striving to create a magazine-worthy home, a home that measures up to the Pinterest images, to the social media images, to the Instagram images that we all know and fall in love with and collect and lust after, we can lose sight of what is actually one of the most beautiful opportunities we have when we're building or renovating. One of the most beautiful opportunities we have is to create a home that is worthy of you and your family, a you-worthy home. And for me, when I start to work with homeowners and start to help them visualize how they actually feel in their home, how will their home feel and function, and how will they feel in a home that is working for them and their family, that's when they start to get an insight into the difference that it can make to their lifestyle to have a, have a home that actually feels great. And this is what I see happen for people when they start to get clarity around that. Those, those beautiful Pinterest images and all of that kind of, I suppose, icing on the cake sort of aspirational stuff starts to fall away and we start to focus on what is going to actually be core and real around our own values about what home and family life and all of those other emotional and emotive ideas that we have around home actually start to mean for us. Now, throughout this season, I'm going to be diving into lots of different topics. I want to talk more about the emotional piece of building and renovating because uh, I, I just feel like this is something that really needs to be talked about and shared more openly and frankly with you and for you to, to be prepared as you embark on your project. I'm also going to talk about expectations around builders and tradespeople and things that I see really, uh, I suppose, mismatch between people's expectations from what they might have seen happening out there in the fast renovating or TV renovating or, you know, online renovating sort of space and what the reality might be for you as a homeowner navigating this for your own project. I want to talk more about the idea of industry experts versus industry professionals and how we can look at where we pull advice from and where we pull information from to support us best in our journey. And, you know, for me, Undercover Architect is always about arming you with the knowledge and the tools that you need so you can make the best choices for you. And so I really want to talk about the ideas around risk and liability and how you can sift and filter what's going to be really meaningful for you as you build and renovate your home. I also want to talk about just the difference in mindset between renovating and building to flip, so to sell as a profit or as an investment, and doing your own family home because it's a very different animal, very different, very different mindset. And for a lot of people, if they're navigating their journey and looking to people who are flipping or doing for an investment, um, it may be misleading or miseducating in the type of knowledge and advice that you're pulling together. I want to talk about styles and this idea and desire to give what you're seeking to do with your home aesthetically a name or some sort of imagery and those types of things. And I want to talk about how we can instead look to make sure we're effectively communicating ideas with the teams that we need to. And we're also getting clear on our own ideas without feeling the need to attach a name to everything. Or perhaps stylistically, one thing that I see is really tricky and I want to talk more about this is 
as you start to sort of grapple with this sort of stylistic naming of things, what you might be limiting yourself in or actually hindering yourself by doing that as you go about creating the aesthetic and the style for your own home. I'm going to be talking a lot about budgets and about realistic budgets and about the whole gamut of construction and how it fits into a renovation and building project. Because I feel like a lot of what we see online, either on YouTube or on social media or in reality TV, is we see the construction phase. And yet it's one small piece of a very large jigsaw puzzle that comes together to get your building or renovation project right. And I see this catch people out time and time again, both in their expectations around time, around money and around execution as they go about their building or renovation project. So I want to share some more information with you about that, just so you can keep some real filters on that. You know, as I said, I've been thinking about sharing this content for some time now, but have been super nervous about it. And I think it's it's this thing of like keeping it real. Last thing I want to be is the party pooper on your renovation and building dreams. And if you're collecting all of these beautiful images and you're dreaming of how you'll finally get to have a house that looks a certain way and, you know, that, that gets enables you to buy this beautiful sofa you've had your eye on for years or that finally feels color coordinated and organized and together, um, you know, that's that's not my intention at all. For me, what I've seen from my own experience is that that it's it's not that that actually connects people with a sense of home it's not the the pretty cushions or the well-placed throw rug or the lovely you know the very elegant sofa or the white walls and the white carpet or the you know just so styled room that's you know, I, I see I see that's what gets shared, the after images of, of what gets shared. It's what we ooh and are over. And I'll be frank with you, like I look at that and I go, wow, be you know, wouldn't it be amazing to have a home that looks like that? But when I start to dig, when I start to really think about, I start to think about, okay, for me, uh, I think about the homes that I grew up in. I think about the homes of the families that I spent a lot of time with. And I think about now and our home now. Now we live in a acreage and a rural location, a regional location now, but I know even living in a suburban location, uh, anytime I've had anything that didn't feel like it was um, family friendly, you know, functional, kid friendly, I have stressed no end about how it will survive family life. And for me, that doesn't set me up to have a relaxing and a restoring time in my house. And for, for, for me, that's what family homes are all about. It's about having this great functional home that really supports you living your best life. I am so passionate about what good design is. For me, good design is not about how something looks or the prettiness of something or the glamour of something or the stylishness of something. For me, design is the the best design is is invisible you know when something is really well designed it actually you don't even notice it it is so good it's just completely got out of your way because what it's done is it's made life more convenient more functional more fun more beautiful you know it's it's enabled you to seamlessly operate in your home and beyond your home in a way that you don't you don't even notice anymore just because it's happening so easily for you. And I see that happen for homeowners when they create 
homes that are focused on functional, fantastic design. I see that happen for homeowners when they create homes that feel great, when they've thought about the goals that they have for how they want to feel in their home, how they need it to function for them and their family. And I've seen what happens for people when they create homes that way. It actually helps them go out into the world as the best version of themselves. And, you know, one of my big, hairy, audacious goals for Undercover Architect is to literally change the way that we build or renovate our homes so that we're all going out into the world as the best version of ourselves. Whatever budget we have, whatever dreams we have, wherever we're located and whoever we're working with. The thing is, we don't all have the budgets for those high end, you know, Pinterest magazine worthy homes. Sometimes we only have the budget to do cosmetic renos or we only have the budget to do one room at a time over time. And I would never want you to feel a lesser version of yourself because that's how you're choosing to do it. What I'm what I'm seeing amongst the UA community in particular is I'm seeing actually a rejection of it needing to measure up to a certain look or feel like a look or style or anything like that. I'm seeing people really embrace this idea that they want a home that's going to feel great, be comfortable, be welcoming, be relaxing, function fantastically and leave the money for other things for their life so that they're not stressing themselves financially. They're not stretching themselves on mortgage repayments. They have money to take holidays, not have to work as much to be able to actually have a really balanced beautiful lifestyle with their family and they're creating homes that actually enable them to connect together that focus on the functionality particularly in the living spaces that enable them to have great spaces that they can draw together pull together and come together as a family and then they're looking at how their investment balances out across the other spaces of their home where they might not have the budget to stretch to all of those areas but they're thinking instead about where are we going to focus our investment to have the biggest impact on our lives For me, when I think about the homes that I grew up in, you know, my mum loved having a beautifully tidy house. Uh, I remember every school holidays, I had to do a certain cleaning regime for things that had to be cleaned every quarter. Uh, I had to fluff cushion sofas every time I got up to make sure that the sofa was fully presented every time I walked away from it. You know, for me, it became a very quick reference point that that's not the kind of family home um, I wanted to necessarily live in. My mum always joked that uh, <laughs> that my home would be a lot more chaotic than that. And, you know, we, we ha- I like having a tidy home. I like having an organized home. But for me, comfort looks like a sofa you can fall into. Um, it looks like not stressing that the kids are going to leave, you know, necessarily a muddy um, footprint on white carpet or not having any, like I just, you know, I look at these beautifully styled rooms with white sofas and white carpets and white walls and you know lovely throw rugs and I just I think oh gosh wouldn't it be love and then I think no I I couldn't live uh, in a house like that and I you know that's it's not to say that that that's the way that everybody has to live but I just know myself I know myself what relaxation looks like for me in a home and uh And for me, it looks like something that is durable and functional and has longevity and doesn't have me stressing about the kids making it messy or dirty all the time. You know, for me, this is part of creating a you-worthy home, not a magazine-worthy home. Now, the two things aren't mutually exclusive. You can create a you-worthy home that is magazine-worthy. And I'm going to be talking more about that as we go on through this season Uh, because I, I know that that beautiful after image is... It's a lovely reward for the work that you've done and the investment that you've made in creating a building or a renovation project successfully. I also know though that how carefully crafted some of those images are. I think we've all experienced that 
that that journey of of uh, you know looking at the real estate photographs online, thinking the house looks really great from the photographs, turning up at the house in real life and going, hang on, this doesn't look anything like the photographs. And you can see they've either really well lit it or they've just framed it just so you know. Uh, and and I think when I know when I think about the architectural photographs and photo shoots that I've been part of and the work and the styling that goes into them. I remember a client who wanted to have her photograph. She approached one of the magazines to have her home photographed by it. And they said that they were just going to have to bring in too many objects to style it because she lived quite a minimalist, um, in a, liked, liked her home in a minimalist style. And they said they were going to have to bring in too many objects to have to style it to make it look good in the photographs. And I think that if we can start to really just question this. I think as we're starting to explore the inspiration and the ideas that we're seeking to gather together as the guidance for renovating and building and really, I suppose, getting ideas for how we want our home to look, if we can always have a filter on of what am I really, really seeing? Okay, what is being crafted for me in this image? What is what am I being presented with that perhaps will not suit me, will not be what I want to achieve for my home? I shared a while ago uh, on Undercover Architect that I went back to visit the home of a friend of mine. He was actually one of my best friends during university and I spent a lot of time at his family home. Uh, He was one of four kids and they had a regular routine for dinners. Uh, So Tuesday night was always chicken snitchel night and I was generally around at their place on Tuesday nights. And so... I went back to visit uh, his family. His parents are still living at the same house and I dropped in um, to see them unexpectedly and I hadn't seen them for years and years and knocked on the door and said hello and I got invited in and these memories came flooding back. You know, the home had hardly been changed where my friend and his siblings kind of paraphernalia used to be. There was now the paraphernalia of grandchildren, um, you know, kids toys and things like that I went into my friend's old room and where his architectural desk used to be was now a cot you know it was just this sort of lovely transition into this new stage of my friend's parents lives but what for me was that this place had always felt like another home to me and when I walked into it that immediately came flooding back that emotional connection that I'd had with all the memories that I'd shared in that home now I can't tell you like how this home was styled. I don't remember it being particularly something that had been you particularly thought about, you know, family of six, um, both parents working very, you know, juggling a life and, and, you know, but I remember the sun was always beautiful in this house. And I know now it's because their rear living space faced northeast. And I remember the kitchen being a really lovely hub and it sat between two living spaces, a sort of more formal kind of, um, space that also was like a bit of a snug and uh, had a fireplace in it and then the rear sort of open plan living space and it was this great kind of in-between space and I remember that we spent a load of time there and I just you know that for me was the resounding memory of this home it wasn't about the colors or the cushions or the furniture or any of those styling elements it was how the home functioned and how the home felt and how it felt being in that home and I was so connected to the memories of that home and so connected to the joy I had experienced in that home that it was present for me even 20 years down the track and that's what I want to talk about across the course of this season I want to keep it really real keep it raw because I want you to stay really real and really connected to what is going to create a you worthy home
you have such a beautiful opportunity, a really unique opportunity to create a home that is worthy of you and your family, that functions beautifully, that feels fantastic, that helps you feel amazing every day as you return to it, as you come home to restore and relax and be with the people that you love. And then that helps you be the best version of yourself as you go out into the world each day. Now, one of the reasons that this season, I suppose, really cropped up for me now was, and I thought now, now's the time, Amelia, now you actually have to start talking about this, this information with the UA community, was I have been reading a book called Design Mum. So it's, uh, I came across it at the library actually, and it's called How to Live with Kids, A Room by Room Guide. And it's written by a woman named Gabrielle Stanley Blair, who's known as the Design Mum. Now I must've been under some rock or something because she has been blogging in the States for years and years, has a massive following, fantastic blog, now runs conferences for creatives. Um, but this book, this book was so, it was so refreshing to read. I know that the world out there, and I see my members experience it, and I experience it, and I know that you as the UA community will experience it, you will be inundated with beautiful imagery of uh, projects when you're thinking about building and renovating your home. You know, I know that I share on Undercover Architects Instagram, I, I deliberately share images of well-designed homes that show detailing and finishes and design ideas. And what I always try and do is extract the core reasons that those spaces or places are working so that you know how to apply them in any scenario, whatever your budget or whatever your home is doing. And so for me, really translating and, uh, and really uncovering this information is really core for you then being able to put it into action on any project. And so that's what I'm always seeking to do. And I think that that's something that I would uh, really encourage you to be looking for as you're going about your building and renovation project. There's a saying by Theodore Roosevelt called comparison is the thief of joy. And what I see is possible for homeowners when they're building or renovating is this access to joy. There is this incredible opportunity and access to joy that we have when we start to go about creating a home that is worthy of us and our family, that is about creating a home that feels great and functions well and really is going to improve our lifestyle and take the burden off of an inconvenient home. You know, the burden off of a home that just doesn't function, that's dark or hot in summer and cold in winter, that costs a fortune to heat and cool, feels really uncomfortable. Like that burdens our lives in ways that we actually don't understand until we remove it from ourselves and we start to live in a home that functions really well. And we all of a sudden get a window into what is possible when we have a home that feels great and that works for us. And so, you know, really trying to work out ways that you can target removing that burden, target creating a home that feels great and target creating a home that is you worthy. And, you know, when I found this book, I thought this is just so in alignment with Undercover Architects ethos. She talks through room by room about uh, about each of the spaces in your home and how to create a home that is, uh, it really works for you and a family. I think she's got six children, so she's well practiced <laughs> at creating family homes and she's lived in a lot of houses as well. And I just want to read a couple of things um, things that from it that, and I'll be sharing more as we go through the season. 
She says, you can definitely, absolutely have a beautiful home that works for both kids and adults and babies too. It's totally possible to take this space you live in right now and figure out how it can best serve your family's needs. I'm 100% confident that you can create a place where every member of the family feels right at home. To my mind, a thoughtfully designed home is one of the greatest gifts you can give your family. The items you've chosen to surround you, both the practical and the decorative, tell your family's story. They foster important conversations. They influence the likes and the dislikes of your family members. They have the ability to prevent or cause frustration. They form the backdrop to your child's childhood. And for me, I think that I would like, I think that if we're seeking to mimic the, the things that we're seeing online as a means of the inspiration we're feeding into ourselves, into our own projects, if we're seeking to replicate these beautiful aspirational images in how we, we create the own environment in our home, we lose the opportunity to create something that is authentically us, that actually reflects our likes, our dislikes, that is the backdrop to our own child's childhood. And I think that when you start to really dig into what is it is that is of me, what is it of me that's in this, the way that I design this home, that I decorate this home, that I really choose in the objects that I surround myself. And I'm gonna talk about, about this more because um, Gabrielle's got some fantastic things in terms of a design quadrant and those types of things. So we're gonna talk about it in more detail. But she says this, design isn't some frou-frou, glossy or shiny veneer on life. It's insisting on a solution, preferably an elegant one, and working carefully to make sure that solution works within whatever constraints you have, architectural, financial, or the fact that children live in your home. I know for a fact you can use design to solve problems in your home. And that's what I want to be talking about. That's what I want to be doing as we keep it real over the course of this season. I want to help you work out how design will solve the problems that you might have at the moment in your family home and in the way that you live with your family in your home. And I want to help you access what's authentic and real in the way you go about building and renovating your own project so that you can create a home that is you worthy. Now, I hope you'll stay tuned with me for this season. I have lots to share with you in this conversation I am really keen to have, still a little bit nervous about, but really keen to have with you so that you ultimately can be really true to what works for you and not having comparison steal your joy as you go about building or renovating your home, okay? so. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye.